Mic check, mic check. Where the fuck is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. everybody it's your boy a double and you're now tuned into another episode of do rags and boat shoes sorry about last week uh, my laptop was uh looking funny in the light so it was acting up you know audacity um wouldn't load up and had some different shit going on so i got my pc clean my laptop and um yeah so we back in business everybody um i guess the first thing that we want to uh throw up on that uh summer jam screen i guess uh we could talk about the super bowl you know from a few weeks back uh we could talk about you know white folks being mad about beyonce's performance we could talk about them celebrating peyton manning's win over cam newton um but we won't you know we could talk about uh kendrick lamar's performance uh last night um you know at the grammys making more white folks mad but we're not you know, it's um, a situation where I want us as black folks to get into the habit of not explaining ourselves. Just do your thing. Stop explaining yourself to white folks. You know, just stop. You know, uh, keep being black. Um, keep embracing who you are. Keep loving who you are and keep thriving. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. And keep fighting for justice. That's it. And, you know, uh, All Lives Matter, you know, believes that uh, Black Lives Matter is something um arrogant or uh you know saying that uh, our lives matter more than other folks um but they they fail to realize it it came from you know police killing us you know from uh white folks killing us and you know getting off scot-free you know uh black lives matter means that we're human beings too so you know stop arguing with that all lives matter gang you see a black folk uh you see black folks out here rocking all lives matter t-shirts and shit like that and white lives matter t-shirts and you know trying to wag their finger you know at black folks fuck them you know they 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 still believe you know meritorious manumissions is still in effect they believe that if you don't know what that is please look it up um it's the act of 1710 um you know they still believe that and they want to get that butter biscuit you know let them let them cook let them thrive let them go ahead and do that because it's, it's a lot of money in cooning it is i mean uh shout out to raven simone and uh Shout out to your man Larry Elder and uh, the sheriff that's always on Fox News. Uh, what's that brother's name? He ain't even a brother no more. I forgot a uh, homeboy name. Uh, let me look it up real quick. Give me just one moment here. Oh, yeah, your boy David Clark. And uh, so, you know, black folks, you know, stop taking the, the time and energy to explain yourself to white trolls online or to your... Uh, your white co-worker that you thought was cool because y'all work together but then you seen a couple of half-ass all lives matter kind of racist posts you know on their facebook so you felt the need to type in a long comment and explain yourself nope just delete them and keep a work relationship a work relationship that's all you gotta do you know stop explaining yourself you know um i was gonna you know going deep about it 
you know, about how, <clears throat> you know, black the people talk about the Black Panther Party was super racist and was out here killing white folks left and right. And it's not the case. There's a documentary that's going to be on, you know, tonight talking about the Black Panthers on uh, PBS. And um, you know what? It stemmed from, you know, KKK and uh, Jim Crow and racist policies, you know, that became the law of the land. So fuck whoever thinks that the Black Party, uh, Black Panther Party was racist. And uh, when you talk about racism, you you have to understand that it's a system you know it's bigotry plus power black folks ain't got no power they we don't we don't control any land we don't control any resources we don't control the money in this in this hell forsaken planet that we're on right now um so stop with the racism talk you know i would prefer if these white folks would use like bigoted or something like that if that's how you feel you know, you really can't say racism, you know, racism is a global system, you know, it's bigotry plus power, that's what the fuck it is, and you know, power meaning controlling land, resources, and money, you know, that's what it is, but anyway, um, moving on to a lighter note, you know, black folks, like, before we move on, just stop explaining yourself, if you feel, feel the need to, you know, you shouldn't, you know, stop. Just just keep living, thriving, educating yourself, learn your history and, you know, you know, learn the law of the land, uh, learn the Constitution, learn the amendments and, um, you know, work within those, you know, use those to your advantage. That's what we really need to do. <clears throat> so just moving on, um, speaking of, you know, the law of the land and working within the constitutional rights, you know, um, the U.N., there's a, a UN group. Um, let me get this name of this UN group. Um, <clears throat> this is going to be pretty much not all heroes wear capes, so we're going to be jumping around a little bit. Um, uh, the UN working group for uh, uh, the people of African descent they they're going to release a report publicly, or they're going to bring it up to the UN um, in September on uh, you know why the US needs to uh, start shelving out reparations to uh, African Americans. They did an 11-day tour in the U.S. You know, they met with, you know, organizers from different groups, political groups, uh, social political groups. Uh, they met with law enforcement. They met with attorneys on the impact of structural racism on human rights. This is perfect. Like, this is really perfect. So, I feel like, I feel like, um, shout out to the Harvest Institute and uh, Dr. Claude Anderson. I feel like we need to really jump on this. Um, we really need to see what's going to. We need to see this report, and we need to use this as evidence, you know, for um, for Black folks to thrive in this country. Because every single group or uh, people of color, except Black folks, have received some sort of reparations, some sort. You know, uh, natives they got land. Um, the Japanese when they were in those internment camps, you know, years later. You know, they got reparations. Uh, America cut them a big-ass check. Um, Jewish folks got cut a big-ass check, and they're bringing, you know, a lot of uh, those war Nazi war criminals to justice. And, you know, it's, it's black folks' time, so we really need to jump on this. We really need to organize and, you know, stand with the U.N. and see what the U.N. says about this. Um, you know, that's one reason that I believe, you know, Brother Malcolm was killed because he was going to actually go to the U.N., 
and you know try to bring the U.S. up on war crimes because this is when the cops were blatantly sicking uh, you know German shepherds and fire department were spraying you know women with hoses and just flat out beating the shit out of uh, black folks out here so you know it's something that we really need to jump on we really need to get some lawyers you know on our side and uh you know we need to bring america to justice you know it's time for the chickens to come home and roost you know um so we really need to do that so shout out to that group of the un for actually doing that and um you know we need to jump on this and uh, take advantage of it and for anybody who's out here you know on that shit like i didn't enslave you i didn't do this i didn't uh do that you know i didn't enslave you folks well you're you're benefiting from you know the system in itself you're, you're benefiting from what you know these slaves built you're benefiting from this generational wealth and all this other shit structural racism it, it exists and you're benefiting from it so you know, and it goes back to what I said before on the Summer Jam screen. Um, I don't feel the need to explain myself, but it is what it is. If somebody wanted to debate me about it, they could. But um, so just, yeah, we really do. Um, so I think one thing that I'll be looking at, uh, there's a black think tank called the uh, Harvest Institute uh, ran by Dr. Um, ran by Dr. Claude Anderson. Sorry, I just got a text message here. Uh, ran by Dr. Claude Anderson, and um, he, uh, it's a black think tank, that's what it is, um, and basically, you know, they come up with solutions in different ways that, you know, black folks can thrive economically, so hopefully, you know, he, his, his, his group is looking into it, and, um, you know, um, hopefully we can get some more people uh, on our side, like-minded, and uh, we can keep on thriving, so, you know, shout out to that group of the UN. Alright, so moving on to uh, selling hope like dope uh, We have to give it to the Dems Because right now, they're feeling very confident And um, believing that they're going to obtain the black vote You know, you got Hillary out here dancing and shucking and jiving You know, uh, yo, 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 what's up And then all this other corny bullshit Without addressing black issues Then you got Bernie Sanders You know, uh, being the black Negro whisperer you know, talking about, you know, bringing black folks to the forefront, telling their police brutality stories and things of that sort. Um, but he, you know, when we talked about the, when he was asked about the issue of reparations, you know, he, you know, he was like, that'll be too divisive and all this other shit. But you got the UN investigating it right now. You know, they're about to receive a report, like I said, earlier in September uh, of this year, 2016, to, you know, talk about structural racism and how it affects the human rights of black folks in America. And so I just get the feeling that, you know, black folks, you know, they're either going to get whipped and nay-nayed uh, by Hillary into voting for her, or they're going to get whispered, you know, uh, into voting for Bernie Sanders. You know, Bernie is the lesser of two evils, but it did kind of rub me the wrong way with him saying the whole divisive thing about reparations. It reminds me of, you know... Um, some liberals and progressives are fine helping black folks and people of color as long as they stay below them you know once it comes to uh living wages and you know um and actually physically like living in the same neighborhoods and shit like that like they'll come and slum with you all day just as long as they can go back to being in that that upper echelon uh so to speak 
you know, going back home and going back to their regular jobs, but they'll slumber with you on the weekends, you know, and uh, donate all their, their free time or some of their free time to, you know, helping those impoverished. But once those impoverished people, black folks or people of color come up, it's like, whoa, whoa, hold on. You need to slow down. You know, and you see uh, how Bernie Sanders reacted to reparations. So it, it makes me think that, he, you know, he's one of them closeted, you know, one of them closeted, you know, progressives and low key, you know, just want to see you do kind of good, but not better than him. So these Dems out here selling hope like dope. You know, Hillary want to do the same thing her husband did with the saxophone, but this time she's doing it with her awful dance moves. And um, so black folks, you really have to be smart. You know, if you're going to vote, you know, pin in somebody that you want to run for president. I mean, pin me in. Shit, I'd make a great president. Um, but, you know, just, you know, uh, you know, everybody, you know, feel it's a, their right to vote. You know, I'm still on the fence about if I will go vote. I'll definitely vote on my local net level because it directly impacts me. Um, but, you know, I get the feeling if uh, Bernie gets the nomination, we're going to see a situation that happened between gore and bush you know back in 2000 when gore won the popular vote but somehow you know george w pulled off the uh, the electoral votes that actually mattered for him to become president and then it got locked up in court for so long but then uh the republicans uh conservatives was like fuck that you're taking the oath you know you're going in the office george w you know fuck al gore so um that's one of the things that you really have to think about you know moving forward so what I'm telling my black folks is just do your research. Um, make sure you research every single candidate, you know, and whoever gets that nomination, research them before they get your vote. You know, it it can't be a situation where, you know, the Dems just feel like they're getting your vote. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things where they just they know you're going to vote for a Democrat. They know that. But you really have to do your research and see how they feel about black issues. You know, you can't just put a black face and tell somebody to tell your story. And then you feel warm inside. Oh, this guy's a good guy. But, you know, he's going to help every single person of color except the black person and every single quote unquote minority, which includes gays and white women, you know, and you're left on the back burner in the same position that you were in. You don't feel like you're hoodwinked. So do your fucking research. That's what you really need to do. So that's why these Dems out here selling hope like dope. They just assume that they're going to get your vote. But, you know, make them work for it. Make them earn your vote. That's what black folks really need to start doing. Okay. All right. So moving back to the Summer Jam screen, um, I guess we're going to put Ashley Graham up there. You know, shout out to her for uh, being the first uh, plus size model on the cover of Sports Illustrated. So shout out to her. And she's a Nebraska native, you know, straight up from Lincoln. Uh, so shout out to that curvy individual. Keep thriving and, uh, you know, keep inspiring women to embrace their curves. I've never understood in the fashion world why they use, you know, women built like, you know, 11 year old boys, you know, but you do know fashion is mainly gay men who run it. So there you go. But I always I'm like, how do you expect like 90 percent of the women in the world are curvy? That's just how they're built. You know, to wear some of your clothing and you're up here modeling it, you know, using, you know, women as, you know, built like a twig. So shout out to Ashley Graham, um, you know, inspiring curvy women everywhere. And just shout out to all my curvy women, you know, much love, much respect. And um, yeah, fellas, make sure you go pick up that issue. Ladies, make sure you go pick it up, you know, gain some confidence and embrace your curves. That's all you got to do. All right. All right. So moving on to hold this L. 
Um, I guess uh, who has to hold this L is Johnny Manziel for beating the shit out of his girlfriend, um, dragging her, uh, you know, he beat the shit out of her that she couldn't even hear out of, you know, one side of her ear, left side of her, you know, the left ear she couldn't hear. And uh, the media really ain't been talking about that too much. You've seen the whole focus is on Cam, was on Cam, is on Cam. People still talking about that. Um, but you know, Money Manziel, uh, Johnny Cash, he he's not gonna. You know, he ain't facing too much scrutiny from anybody. You know, you're not seeing any big outlash against, you know, him from women's groups like you did with uh, Ray Rice. Um, you're not seeing, you know, uh, you're not seeing a whole bunch of like created hashtags. Ain't nobody calling him a thug or a punk. And um, so it just shows you how important it is for uh, people of color to have their own media outlets. So shout out to everybody who's doing a podcast, who's blogging. Even you folks who do think pieces, you know, I know at the beginning I say you don't explain yourself to white folks, and you don't, just, um, you know, uh, what I'm shouting out is people who tell our stories and, you know, who uh, kick those facts, so including me, so Johnny Manziel, you really have to hold this L, hold it all the way, my friend, and then, um, I guess you could say Kanye West needs to hold this L, he went on this whole uh, Twitter rant, which is dope. I, I love it when Kanye tweets because he, you know, he tweets from the heart. He seems like he's a tortured soul. I don't think he uh, still has dealt with the uh, the loss of his mother, and uh, I feel like he's just, you know, trying to fill a void by, you know, being embraced with these Kardashians and shit like that. I feel like it's bad for him. It's building their brand, and I just feel like it's very poisonous for him. You know, I just feel like, you know, he needs some OGs around him just kind of sit him down and you know talk some sense in him and uh he needs to you know seek professional help as far as you know with some of the things he was saying and just dealing with the problems that he's facing um so what i tell him why i'm saying that kanye west needs to hold this l is because he basically um you know he was tweeting about how he needs like a billion bucks or some money from mark zuckerberg and he asked him via twitter which is kind of odd if you've been sleeping under a rock, you know Mark Zuckerberg uh, stole Facebook. I mean, created Facebook, um, and so he's gonna ask him via Twitter. And then you know he was talking about how he's fifty-two million dollars in personal debt, and people were like, "Whoa!" But you know, I think it went on. TMZ did some digging. It's actually how much money he's invested into like his Yeezy line and things like that, and the profits really. It's coming back to him, but it's not coming back fast enough. So that's why he's in so much debt, supposedly. And uh, so he has this whole thing where he wants to pretty much take over fashion and media with his uh, Donda Foundation. And he's asking, you know, folks for money. And he shouldn't do that. Maybe he should, you know, uh, do a telethon or something and, or do something with his music, you know, throw like a huge concert or something like that. Because the man has hits. You know, he needs to stop looking outward for help, just like he did with, well, he's kind of doing the Yeezy uh, season with the help of Adidas, but beforehand, remember when he went on that whole rant with uh, how Sway and all this other stuff, and you know, Sway, you know, invited him to shoot the fair one, because he knew Kanye, but what Sway was saying was like, just do it yourself, and I think that finally stuck with him, you know, at the time he was just talking about, you know, he needed help and all this other shit from big designers and all this other crazy shit, but you look at him now, he's kind of doing it on his own, Adidas gave him free range, and, uh, you know, he, he came out with the kicks, and the kicks are, you know, flying off the shelves, and, you know, websites are crashing because of it, 
and I think he needs another uh, a sway around him to talk some sense into him, you know, um, to uh, to basically tell him that he could do this himself as far as creating this Donda Foundation that's supposed to, you know, take over fashion and media and entertainment. He can do it himself. You know, he can. You know, he, he has the ability to raise that kind of money. But, uh, you know, it's the same thing with him, you know, asking and looking for handouts and shit like that. We don't need to see that from you, Gabe. You know, you, you're you great at what you do and utilize your talents to uh, get that bread. So that's why you have to hold this L. You know, just, just asking somebody for money and shit like that, it's not a good look. It's not a good look as a man. You know, if you're looking for investors, you, you definitely would have some investors. But, you know, when you're dealing with investors, they want to influence you. So just raise the money yourself. Throw like a huge concert, you know, make it title exclusive or you know, get B and Hove to jump in there with you, you know what I'm saying, just bring the idea up to them, because shit, they worth a, a, over a billion dollars themselves, you know, they could definitely help you raise the money and invest into it, you know, so it's just something to think about, I know you kind of rub B and J the wrong way when you wifed up uh, Kim, because they feel like she's just a media darling, and she always wants to, she does anything in her power to stay relevant, that's the Kardashian's talent, is to stay relevant no matter what, so... You know, you have to hold that L for, you know, asking for asking folks for money. Yeah. All right. So moving on to the last uh, segment of the show, uh, health over wealth. You know what that means without your health. You can't enjoy your wealth. And going back to how powerful a vote is, this quote comes from Brother Malcolm. And he says, <clears throat> a ballot is like a bullet. You don't throw your ballots until you see a target. And if that target is not within your reach, keep your ballot in your pocket. Make sure you guys uh, vote with wisdom and, you know, don't get pacified by non-tangible things, you know, like uh, empathy, sympathy, oh, I feel your pain, shit like that, and let you vent, you know, and a pat on the back. Make sure you're voting for somebody who, who has some tangibles. And if the person that you believe, you know, should be in the White House doesn't make it this uh, presidential season, start focusing on your uh, local, on your congressman. You know, start uh, greasing their palms And uh, that's what we need to do You know, so they can start bringing those issues up in the house So, uh, you know, don't get discouraged You know, if your man Bernie doesn't get it Or your lady Hillary doesn't get it Or, you know, if you're a Republican Or, you know, um, Trump or Cruz Or, you know, even your boy Ben Carson If he doesn't get the nomination um, You know, what you need to do You know, we really have to start looking at You know, these congressmen and women um, you know, senators and, you know, House representatives. And, you know, we need to start talking to them and start donating to their campaign when they're running. That's what we always forget about. So, you know how that works. You know, you need to start donating money to their parties and, you know, start bringing your issues at hand. You know, I know it's not supposed to work like that. They're supposed to be working like that for our votes. But, you know, we live in a capitalistic society and, you know, cash rules everything around me. So just keep that in mind. All right. Much love, much respect. I know this show is a little bit short, so I'll probably knock out another one this weekend for you guys. So much love. Uh, and you know what? I, I, I will knock out another show at the end of this week. So probably Saturday or Sunday. All right. Holla. There's a direct relationship between having the businesses and being in prison. Go find an, see how many Asians you can find in American prisoners.
ain't gonna be in there. But 51% of your prison will be black because you don't blacks don't have any businesses and industries. There's a direct link. Blacks won't practice group economics. Black won't practice group politics. If you don't practice, you're setting yourselves up. I told that five-story building, you're setting yourself to get wiped out. Understand the nature of race, which is economics. If you, if you build the first floor, it's economic. Build your businesses and your industries. Control buildings and industry and put that pools in your money and hold that money and, as a, and practice group economics <clears throat> with it. Arab and Asian money bounces 12 or 13 times what it leaves. Jewish money bounces 18 times. Black folk got to learn how to practice group economics. Black Americans spend every penny they get outside their own community. Then you take the money and the wealth that you get from that first floor and go to the second floor. The second floor is politics. You then take that money on the first floor and you control your politics. Black folk must quit allowing people to tell them to go out and vote. Vote for what? Nobody's going to do anything for black folk in politics. Politics is controlled by money. Major corporations who got the money. That's what controls politics. If you have no money, you have no say-so, you have no benefits coming. So you take your money and you control and you take your money from the first floor, you buy every politician on the second floor. And any politician you can't buy, you rent or lease them to get what you need. Then once you get the second floor under control with the politician, with your money, then you go to the third floor. The third floor then is the police department and the court system. You take your money from the first floor and your politics on the second floor and you control the court system and the police departments. Then the fourth floor, you t- is your, the fourth floor then is media. You then take the money that you generate off the first floor from business and industries <clears throat> and you go after radio stations, TV stations, newspapers, and cable systems so that you can now inform and communicate with your own people. Right now, <clears throat> black folk only control less than 35,000 of 1% of the media in the United States. Out of 12,000 radio stations, black folk own about something like about 75 or 80. That's all. You own no cable systems. You don't have a daily newspaper. You have nothing of importance. You don't, you got about one black TV station. And you, so you can't communicate with your people. You can't inform your people. You can't do anything. You can have Rush Limbaugh and all the rest of the guys talking about racism all day long and bad-mouthing you and O'Reilly's. They can talk, call black folk all kind of names all day long. What are you going to do? You can't respond. You can't even communicate with your own people because you, you don't have an economic base. 51% of all the prisons in the United States are black people. You know, even though you only make up 12% of the population. That's no accident. It's because you don't control the economics and the politics. And they're going to go after the weakest people they can get their hands on to incarcerate. That's the black folk. And what are you going to do in response to it when they, when they, when they, when they over incarcerate you? You're going to go out and have a march, a demonstration. We're going to march. March, what? Well, who cares? Marching never changed anything. 